Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Legacy of 1804. I am your host, Alice Backer. Today's date is October 13th, 2017. And tonight we are welcoming Patrick Delis, who is uh, a Haitian American running for uh, city council. running for city council in um, the Bronx, New York City Council in the Bronx, um, and that is for District 17. So, I apologize, I'm communicating with him via text so that I can get him on. So uh, it looks like he has connected. Okay, yeah, he's on the air. That's great. So the theme song which opened tonight's show is One Lutrara from the album Blues and Red, courtesy of Bouillon Bois and the Blues and Red Band. And here at Love 1804, we amplify Haitian voices live on air every Friday night. And that is just the audio version of what we have been doing online at kisscacity.com since 2005. Also, we're on Tumblr, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. The handle there is kisscacity. There's over 49,000 of you following. If you enjoyed tonight's show and you find it constructive, please share it to your social networks. You can also just uh, embed the player on any blog post that you may write on the topic to see what Haitian bloggers from the world over are saying, go to at Haitian bloggers on Twitter or to the Facebook page titled Haitian bloggers. I uh, have the privilege of participating in, in other very uh, exciting projects. One of them, of course, is Afro Crowd, which uh, brings 
uh, Wikipedia to you know more people helps bridge the uh, multicultural gap on Wikipedia and um, another is the wonderful Lakai Musically Thursday and uh, next week at Lakai Musically Thursday we're going to have um, Lakubuklin that's going to be the band that's going to play there next week. Uh, people always ask me how to help Legacy of 1804. We've been doing this, and I've been doing this um, benevolently for uh, several years now. And um, really, the best way to do that is to, uh, is, is, you know, that if, if you actually need to book a band for anything, just to reach out to me. And you can do that, of course, at alice.backer at icloud.com. Uh, and of course, you know it's going to tend to be, uh, you know, up and coming Haitian acts, very exciting, um, very exciting Haitian acts, um, and, and you know, as well as acts from the African diaspora. You can listen to past shows on iTunes by searching the keywords "Legacy of 1804" and past shows are also available under the LOS 1804 tab at hiscassidy.com. Some of you are listening online, and others are listening on the phone at 714-242-6119. Again, 714-242-6119. When you listen on the phone just or when you call in to participate to the show, just raise your hand by pressing 1, and I will know that you want to participate. Next week, we are going to be actually bringing um, the wonderful contingent that represented uh, AfroCrowd, which is the organization that is trying to uh, bridge the multicultural gap on Wikipedia, uh, including Winnie Lamoul, who uh, is also the founder of the Haitian Creole Language Institute. Well, they will be on here to talk to us about their experience at uh, the annual uh, global meetup of Wikipedians, which happened this year in, in Montreal. They will be here to talk to us about that. So uh, without further ado, let me bring Patrick on the air. Patrick, are you here with us? Alice, I am here, and I am ready to rock and roll, and it is an honor and privilege to be on your show again. So thank you so All much. All right. Yes. Uh, I am actually also honored to have you back. We haven't had you in a few years. Thank you. We've, we've had, um, you have such a versatile resume that, of course, in the past you've come to enlighten us on, on Haitian history. And today you're sure. coming in a completely di different capacity um, as yeah. someone being, being a good citizen running for office. So let me yeah. start by introducing everyone. Um, you know, obviously you are a Haitian American running for office. You're running for the city council seat in your uh, native district, I believe, that that would be your uh, native district of, of District 17 in the Bronx. And yeah. so this is, this is a completely different facet of you that we're, wel that we're welcoming tonight, and we're very um, honored to have you. So let me just uh, start by going over your bio. Um, as it appears at voteforpatrickdelis.com, voteforpatrickdelis.com. Um, in your capacity as an educator, community activist, cross-cultural communicator, and most importantly as a resident of the South Bronx, you, Patrick Delis, uh, 
are committed to building a better Bronx. Since 1993, you have been a resident of the South Bronx and you went to high school in the South Bronx at Cardinal Hayes, where you excelled in both academics and athletics. After your education at Hayes, you also excelled in life. You worked in the Bronx as an adjunct professor of career planning and placement at the College of New Rochelle, uh, Co-op City Campus, and at Bronx Community College, where you worked as a career development specialist and provided countless employment opportunities, not only to college students, but also to the residents of the Bronx. You would later take your talents to Dominican College as Director of Career Services, and as Director of Career Services at Dominican College, you co-led a poverty reduction humanitarian relief program in one of the poorest regions of the Dominican Republic. We have to explore um, your experience doing this as someone of Haitian descent, by the way, which is going to be very interesting. Yeah. As a result, uh, Patrick, uh, you, as a result, you were able to secure that might, financial... That might be another show, Alice. That might be another <laughs> show. Because I that got some stories about that. And I know okay. uh, time is limited and we have an hour. So that might be um, another show, but um, I'll definitely um, dive and um, dive into that at some point. Okay, not a problem, not a problem. Uh, what, what's important is that you did it, which is, and, and of course, there's absolutely no reason not to do it, uh, you know, given that, you know, we're, we're on the same island, Kiskeya. All right, so... Um, and, I met, and, I met, and I met so many Haitians there. I'm sure, uh, exactly, another, right, right, right. Which is another story, yes. I, no, no question there. Um, as, as Director of Career Services at Dominican College, Patrick co-led a poverty reduction humanitarian relief program in one of the poorest regions in the Dominican Republic. As a result, Patrick was able to secure financial, educational, and medical resources for the residents of La Chuchilla in Santiago, Dominican Republic. In your capacity as career services provider and employment specialist, Patrick was able to create innovative vocational programs such as Careers in Motion and Careers in Need. Patrick Delis was also employed at Hunter College of the City University of New York, where he taught the history of Haiti, Caribbean politics, black politics, and African-Caribbean international relations as an adjunct professor. He uh, served as a research fellow at Columbia University for the late Pulitzer Prize historian Manning Marable, and as a research assistant for Dr. Leonard Jeffries, Jr., the former chairperson of the Department of Black Studies at the City College of New York. At Columbia University, Patrick worked with Mayor David Dinkins in regards to the annual Mayor David Dinkins Leadership and Public Policy Forum. During the winter of 2014, as part of the first African-American delegation to Western Sahara, and as a valuable member of the Institute of the Black World, Patrick visited Algeria and various Western Sahara refugee camps on a fact-finding mission. In his fact-finding mission... Way, by the way, by the way, Alice, I don't mean to cut you mm -hmm. off. Sorry to cut Go you ahead. off, but I need to let the listeners know this. Western Sahara is the last colony in Africa. It is being colonized by another African nation, which is Morocco. Uh, and again, that might be another show at a different time, but I just want the listeners to understand that, that um, Western Sahara is the last colony in Africa being colonized by another African nation. Well, that is quite fascinating. 
Um, in your, fi your fact-finding mission, you and the delegation provided mass global awareness to the economic and political plight of the last colony in Africa. You engage in a research project and conference in Haiti during the fall of 2014 with Professor James Small and Mambo Asogwe Bainabelo. You also, you have visited and conducted research in Cuba, Brazil, Chile, China, South Korea, Spain, Kenya, Tanzania, Zanzibar, and Egypt. Currently, uh, you are a contributing writer, journalist, and political analyst for the Black Star News and the New York Amsterdam News for your work, dedication, sacrifice, and public service to the people of the Bronx and the larger global community, both New York University and Teachers College, Columbia University have awarded you with a Distinguished and Outstanding Alum Alumni Award. Um, as such, uh, you bring passion, energy, employment, opportunities, safety, security, scholarship, and services to the people of the South Bronx as you work tirelessly in building a better Bronx. You earned a BA in International Relations and Black Studies along with an MS in Educational uh, Administration and Supervision and Supervision from the City College of New York. And you also earned an EDM in Higher Education Administration from Teachers College, Columbia University, an MBA in Quantitative Finance, Business Law and Global Business from New York University Stern School of Business, and an MPA in International Economics Policy and Management from Columbia University School of International and Public Affairs. Moreover, you hold a Certificate in Performance Measurement and Management from Harvard University, the Kennedy School of Government, a Certificate in Decolonial Studies from the Universitat Autonoma de Barcelona in Spain, and a Certificate in Critical Islamic Theology and, and Muslim Liberation Studies from the, from the Universidad de Granada in Spain. So that is our uh, candidate, uh, Patrick Delis, running for City Council in the New York City Council District 17. Now, for who you're running against, uh, you appear to be running against uh, essentially Two Dominicans, is that what I'm looking at? And uh, so it's Rafael Salamanca and Elvis El Santana. Is that what I'm seeing? Uh, as well uh, yes, as Oswald, Oswald Dennis. Correct. Uh, I'm not okay. sure if, um, I know Rafael is not Dominican. He's Puerto Rican. And okay. the other individual that you mentioned, um, I'm not sure um, what group um, he's from. Um, okay. But... Alice, I'm the real deal, right? But before I go into why I'm the real deal, if people think I'm the real deal after you read my um, wide-range um, bio, no one is the real deal more so than Jean-Jacques Dessalines. I was dying to appear on your show last week, Friday on October 6th, um, but the ancestors involved and packed the leases in, in a special celebration for Jean-Jacques Dessalines, the founding father of Haiti, 230 years ago on October 6th, Alice. 213 mm -hmm. years ago on October 6th, Jean-Jacques Dessalines was crowned Emperor Jacques I in a coronation ceremony on the city of La Cap on October 6th. <clears throat> and this is way before... Napoleon Bonaparte was crowned as emperor. And we need to understand this because 
there's some um, so-called academics, so-called scholars, and so-called public intellectuals that are running around there, out here, trying to claim and and and, and profess that um, without the American Revolution, the French Revolution, there's no Haitian Revolution. This is totally untrue, right? And if they want to go there, then we need to go there and say, well. If Jean-Jacques Dessalines didn't declare himself and crown himself emperor, Napoleon would have never done it himself. And if Napoleon's considered the greatest and the best military strategist Europe has to offer, what is Jean-Jacques Dessalines, the man who defeated Napoleon Bonaparte? So when you read my bio for the listening audience, if they think Pat Belisus is bad, um, I'm nothing compared to Jean-Jacques Dessalines. And, and this is real. And the Haitian Revolution, and I got to stress this because there's some um, documentary coming out called 1804, and, and I which should have had more Haitians involved, and particularly Haitian women, activists, scholars, and public intellectuals talking about the Haitian Revolution, because the reality is, and even Jean-Jacques Dessalines expressed this, so did Toussaint and many others, the reality is without the Haitian women Haiti would have never won that revolution. The Haitian women, Haitian women were the backbone of the Haitian revolution. So, Alice, I had to get this out of my system, and I have to honor Jean-Jacques Dessalines. Um, I was trying to get on your show on October 6th, and I know you were booked, but I was also um, engaged in honoring one of our greatest leaders, if not the greatest leader of Haiti, the founding father of Haiti, Jean-Jacques Dessalines. And ironically, October 17th, this Tuesday, marks another event. This Tuesday, October 17th, marks the day, 211th anniversary, that Jean-Jacques Dessalines was assassinated by his own people. That's why when Pat Delises is running for New York City Council, I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're in Haiti. I don't care if you're in Brooklyn, do or die bad for stock. I don't care if you're running institutes. I don't care if you are in Harlem, if you are in Queens, if you are in Florida. I don't care where you're from. You can make a significant contribution to Patrick Delises at www.votefortrickdelises.com. We need to support each other. Every other group supports each other, right? But this, I have a history of commitment for the Haitian people. I have a history of commitment globally for African people. So I need all the support I can get from the global Haitian community. So I need to get that out there. Because Salamanca, who's the incumbent, um, who got it through a special election, and the other individuals that are running, they're not on your show. They're not out there in the community. They're not risking their lives. I've been doing this for years, risking my lives for people of color, risking my life for people of African descent. And at the very least, brothers and sisters out there could show their support to Patrick Delisus, even if they don't have the capital to do this, and when I'm talking about capital, I'm talking about more than financial resources. I'm also talking about human resources. Send me a note. Say you would like to volunteer. 
you would like to join me when I walk the streets of the South Bronx and shake hands and hug the people in the South Bronx and let them know what the real deal is. Because there's a game politically and, and in terms of economics and in terms of culture that's being played on us. There's contract for vendors and vendors of color are not getting their fair share of the contract. They're getting about 2% or less. So we need to force our politicians and make them accountable for us. That's why people call me, they used to call me the people's professor. Now they call me the people's politician because I'm serious and I'm real and I love my people. I go all out for my people. Now I'm asking my people to go all, all out for me. Whether it's a significant contribution, it could, even if it's a dollar, it's significant, right? Or whether they join me in the streets of the South Bronx and go to the parks of the South Bronx and walk in the parks of the South Bronx, clean the parks of the South Bronx, where you're picking up not only um, dog feces, you're cleaning the South Bronx, making it better. You're picking up hyperdetic needles, dirty needles, risking your own health to make sure that the parks in the South Bronx are safe and user-friendly for families and for children. So this is what I'm all about. Um, and, and you know this, and everybody else should know this. I'm going all out for my people. I'm not taking money from special interests. I'm not bootlegging. I'm not butt dancing for anybody. Pat Delises, Patrick Delises is his own man. And uh, I get my endorsements from the people. I don't need no special interest groups endorsing me. I get my endorsements from the people because I'm responsible in terms of serving the people, but more importantly, in terms of empowering the people. So I had to All get right. that, that out of my system, Alice. That's great. Legacy of 18 4 we have a, a question, and caller in 612, I'm going to get to your question in a moment, so please stay, stay put. Um, I just want to uh, go over a little bit on uh, Pat DeLise's um, top three issues as he's running for City Council District 17 in the Bronx. Uh, number one issue is stimulate economic development. Number two, improve quality of life. And number three, reduce crime. Um, do you want to elaborate on those and uh, elaborate on, and I mean, obviously you can run as whatever it is you want to run, but <clears throat> whereas the incumbent is running as a Democrat, you're running as a Republican. Do you want to tell us a little oh, yeah. bit about that? Well, I'm running as a Republican, a rational Republican, and when I tell people this, they look at me as if um, I'm about to do them no good. I'm not a Donald Trump Republican. The Republican Party has a history. As it was founded as an anti-slavery party. The Democratic Party was not, right? So I'm here to serve as a litmus test to the Republicans and to everyone else and say, you have to be accountable to us. You can't go down to where my people are at in Puerto Rico and disrespecting them by throwing um, paper napkins at them um, as if they're non-humans. We're not going to tolerate that. Someone should have thrown, caught the, the paper and thrown it back at them, right? Like the reporter or, or some um, guy, some Muslim, did with um, um, Bush, took off his shoe and threw him at him. We need to have strong 
backbones. This is in our heritage. This is in our tradition. Salamanca don't have that. I have that. Right? Because I'm unafraid, I'm unbought, and I don't sell out like other politicians. So when we look in our community, in particular something like the South Bronx, and we look at the economic development, um, South Bronx is impoverished. It is in bad shape. Um, and they're getting ready to move um, people of color out of the South Bronx like they did in Harlem, like they did in Newark, like they did in, in, in Do or Die Bed for Stuy. And people don't understand that they're using Salamanca and some of the other politicians there. In addition to that, don't look at party affiliations. Look at my experience. Don't just read my lips. Look into my heart. See what I have accomplished. Listen to my lectures. Read my materials. I am as radical as they could be. And at one point in our history, they were radical Republicans. But I am as radical as we could be. And I agree with Malcolm X in terms of what he said in the bullet and the ballot. So people need to listen to the ballot, sorry, to the ballot and the bullet and understand what we're dealing with. This is strategy, ladies and gentlemen, and we need to understand that. Just like Toussaint Louverture, Dessaline, um, and some of the others, um, Toya, right, and, and some mm -hmm. of the others, Fatima, they played the Europeans. Right? Mm -hmm. They out-strategized them. It was a, not only the French and Napoleon. It was Thomas Jefferson and the United States and John Adams and the British government and the Spanish monarchy. They played them. They outsmart. At one point, they're, they're down with a particular republic. At another point, they're, they're with the French. At another point, they're trading with the British. At another point, they're trading with the United States. At another point, they're, they're fighting under the Spanish army. At another point, some are fighting with the French. These are strategies. These guys, these men and women were the best that we ever had. It was the best that Africa and Haiti had to produce. And we need to engage that and understand what they did and incorporate that currently in our lives. And a lot of us are not doing that. A lot of us are scared to lose their lives, and I'm not afraid of that. And a lot of us are beholden by um, institutions and people that couldn't care less about our people. And I'm not even concerned about that because that's not me. I'm all about my people. So economic development, the South Bronx um, is one of the South Bronx is the poorest district, not only in New York, but in the United States. I have all this educational background, all these academic achievements, diverse, wide-ranging work experience. I could live anywhere I want. I traveled the world, as you mentioned in my bio. I could live wherever I want, but I choose to live where I went to high school. I choose to live in the district that is considered the poorest district in this nation. Why? Because I want to make a change. I'm not running. I'm not leaving this district. Once I get elected, I will start injecting economic opportunity and economic growth within this community because what's happening in this 
in this community is deplorable and it's unacceptable. So economic development, I have a track record of getting people jobs, of providing people with the necessary resources to pull themselves out of poverty and to enrich themselves financially. So I have a track record of that. So that's economic development. The other issue that you mentioned was an issue of um, public safety in terms of um, the South Bronx. The South Bronx has one of the highest crime rates, again, not only in New York City, not only in New York State, but in the nation. Just recently, two blocks from where I live, two blocks from my campaign headquarters, a pregnant woman, a sister, pregnant woman, because she bumped into somebody in a crowded train, this fool, some man who's not really a man, took out a knife and stabbed this poor sister in her stomach two blocks from where I live, two blocks from the campaign headquarters. Violence against men is one thing, but violence against women is totally repugnant. It is unacceptable. The laws need to change. You commit crime against the elderly. You commit violent crime against women. You commit violent crime against children. The penalties, the consequences, legally should be harsh or harsher than any other group. And I say this because the mosque, a Muslim mosque across the street from where I live and across the street from my campaign headquarters, a young Muslim boy was nearly beat to death because he's a Muslim, right? Officer Familia was assassinated, black woman, sister, from the Dominican Republic. She could have been Haitian, right? Because we're all the same people. Was still shot execution style by some fool who's mentally ill, as if mentally illness is an excuse to go out there and kill people and we give them a pass. These things, we need to hold people accountable. Mental illness is not a pass or passport to go out there and assassinate people. So we need to be okay, real. Okay, so, so in a moment this. we're going to talk about that that law and art, law and order aspect that you seem to be embracing from the Republicans. But first, caller in six one two, I'm opening your line. Caller in six one two, your line is open. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes, you are live on the air. Yes. Caller in six one two, you're live. Hello. Caller in six one two, you are uh, live on yes. the air. Okay. Uh, hi. Uh, I'm Bo calling from Saint Paul, Minnesota. Uh, you know, there's a level of toxicity to both parties. However, when it comes to immigration, when it comes to uh, poverty, when it comes to disadvantaged people. We know that the Republican Party is the chemical, chemical weapon factory of toxicity. So my question is, uh, Patrick, why should any Haitian take you seriously running as a Republican, knowing that the very agenda 
you are representing has been historically detrimental to them? First and foremost, um, I don't represent anybody's agenda but the people's agenda. That's number one. I said on the onstop of this conversation, it is not about party affiliation. It's about my achievements. It's about what I have accomplished. But you and whoever else who wants to look at party achievement, um, party affiliation, that's a new. Because if you're going to say that, when, and you're saying historically, when historically that party started as an anti-slavery party, right? And if you want to talk about historically and who has done more harm, I mentioned the ballot or the bullet by Malcolm X. Both of them have harmed us significantly, right? You could talk about this, but you're not going to talk about Hillary Clinton. A Democrat. You're not going to you talk about immigration. You're not going to talk about Barack Obama. A Democrat. A biracial man. A Democrat who deported all these Haitians. So let's get real about this. Stop pigeonholing people into party affiliation because that's not me. I just mentioned Donald Trump and how I disagree with, with his policies. And I found that it was disrespectful and repugnant in terms of what he did to the people in Puerto Rico and some of the things he says about black men and black women and women in general. But you call, make this call, why don't you talk to me about what Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton did to the rice industries in Haiti? Talk to me about that. You're a Democrat. You probably voted for them. Hello? So talk to me about talk to me about Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton's dastardly deeds in Haiti. Talk to me about Barack Obama and him deporting all these Haitians. Hello. So yeah, I'm saying uh, to you. It, no, I'm saying to by you. By the way, I'm saying by to the you, way, wait, wait, sir, sir. Right I'm saying to you. I don't fit. I don't fit. I don't fit anybody's right agenda. And, and I'm saying to you, I don't fit any party's agenda. We have to be smarter than this, and we have to be strategic the way our ancestors were strategic in the Haitian Revolution. Look at my background. Look what I... Okay, guys, it please, was please, do not speak, it. do not speak one on top of each other. Please let me moderate so that you can both get your points out. Patrick, I'm going to give you another minute, and then caller in 612, you can respond. And then caller in 813, I also have, I, I also see your hand up, okay? So, Patrick, you have one more minute, and then caller in 612, please kindly wait for Patrick to finish his point before you respond, all right? So go ahead, Patrick. I, we, we need to be intelligent, and we need to be strategic about what we're doing in life. Uh, it is obvious that the Democratic Party has sold us out, whether it's globally or whether it's locally in the United States. So we need to understand that because the Democratic Party has not done any better than the Republican Party. Raphael Salamanca is a Democrat. There were seven to eight Democrats running in the primary. I chose strategically to run as a Republican. Um, because someone runs as something, um, you need to look at that person's history and that person's background and what that person has done um, for Haitian people and for African people globally. With that said, people look at someone like Barack Obama 
um, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, and simply because they're Democrats and people think our and people label them as liberal, it doesn't mean that they have our best interests at heart. Actually, they do not, and and we need to understand that. All right, um, caller in six one two. I'm I'm about to open your line. Caller in six one two. Go ahead. Give me one second for your line to yeah. open, and go ahead. Uh, Tonight is not about Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton. Everybody who's waiting, who's waiting for knows that the U.S. foreign policy has been consistently pro-American interests, regardless who's regardless of, of who's in power. However, when it comes to policy dealing with affirmative action, which affects every every minority in this country. When it comes to policy that, that affects gays and lesbians right now, when it comes to policies that affects, let us say, upward mobility, the Republican policy is pull yourself by your bootstrap regardless of the circumstances of your life. That's what it is, and that's what we are dealing with. And you can't run under the Republican agenda and become rogue. You're going to have to go in step with that agenda, which is pull your strap, pull, pull yourself by your bootstrap, regardless of the circumstances of your life. And with that type of policy, patient or not, we cannot support you. Sorry. Brother, with that type of thinking, I don't need you to support me. And I'll, I'll be straight about that. If you think like that, don't support me. I don't need your support. And I'll say this. You just gave the Democrats uh, a pass by saying, well, it's not Democrats, it's the U.S. policy. But both Democrats and Republicans are part of that U.S. policy. You keep saying I represent the Republican agenda. What specifically have I said tonight and otherwise that makes you – what Republican agenda do I represent? What, public agenda, what Republican agenda do I represent? You talk about the gay and lesbian community as if, as if that's the type of liberating force when there's other issues that are having a strong impact on our community. The South Bronx, they've been voting Democrats. And the South Bronx has been voting Democrats for over 50 years. And the South Bronx is, still has the highest crime rate. The South Bronx still has the highest illiteracy rate. The South Bronx still has the highest asthma rate. The South Bronx still has the highest poverty rate and unemployment rate in this nation. And over 50 years, it's been running by Democrats, whether as borough president, state senator, U.S. congressman, city council, New York assemblyman. And you're telling me I represent a Republican agenda. Tell me specifically and tell the listeners what Republican agenda specifically do I represent. We got to be real about this. And again, we're not thinking strategically. Just because okay, so I actually have something. I have a point to make about this, but um, to provide some context about how uh, you know, basically in the in New York State, Democrats are the establishment. <laughs> the Democratic Party is the uh, the mafia party. 
And so generally when candidates come, come up, and I, I can't speak for Papi Delis, but I've seen this happen in, in, in other races uh, here in Brooklyn, uh, specifically Errol Lewis, I believe, has done this in the past, who's now uh, a, a news anchor here. When candidates come up who are not embraced by the Democratic establishment, they have to somehow run on any line that they can find. Sometimes they run with the Green Party, sometimes they run with the Liberal Party, and, and sometimes they run with the Republican Party, because in New York, the Republican Party is not a party of power, um, except in you know small uh, enclaves, such as maybe Staten Island, Long Island, um, so, so it's not uncommon to see uh, uh, candidates, and, and I'm not speaking uh, for uh, for Pat Delis here, but it's not uncommon to see uh, candidates who are not uh, of the local part of the local machine, of the local reigning machine, run on all sorts of other lines. Um, so, just to offer that as 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 context, um, caller in eight one three, do you want to? Do you want? Do you have something to add to this debate, or did did you have another question? Uh, well, my he, last my last point is that we're gonna go to caller in eight one three, and then we'll come back to you, caller in six one two. Let's go briefly to caller in eight one three. We will come back to you, caller in six one two. Okay. Um, good evening. Uh, quick advice for the candidate, and I never thought I'd say that. I have an advice and a question. Um, advice. Uh, you might want to tone down the passion just a little bit. Uh, second, my question is this. Uh, I know the South Bronx has a lot of problems. What are some of the problems that you have identified within the preview door of the district seat that you're seeking, and what are some of the solutions that you intend to uh, propose to stand out uh, away from your uh, opponent? First and foremost, uh, I'm not going to tone down my passion. I am who I am. That's number one, right? So I'm not going to tone down my passion. Number two is that in terms of policies and solutions, these things are on my website. You can look at it at www.votefortpatrickdelisas.com. Um, number three, and a point that I wanted to make, and we got to keep this in, in terms of historical context. When Tucson Overture, Desaline, and some of the others were fighting for different European military groups, do we actually think they were actually fighting for those groups, or did they have something bigger and grander in plan? And again, we need to think differently. And we need to engage in a systems analysis and in terms of strategy. And we're not doing that as a people. And we need to get out of this whole whether someone um, is a Democrat, Republican, Independent, and Green. And Alice hit the point because you have to run as something. There's a certain amount of, of, of um, there's a certain amount of, when you, there's a certain amount of um, numbers that you need to get within each party in order to be at the ballot. And the numbers are lower for Democrats and Republicans. But for the Green Party, for the Independent Party, the numbers are much higher. That's why I don't see a lot of Green Party, a lot of Independent Party running in a lot of um, these particular races. So we need to be clear and we need to be strategic. If you look at me simply 
he's a Republican and you're going to discount me and you're not going to support me, I'll say it straight up. You are a fool. Right? If you think Democrats like Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton did any great <laughs> service to you. Well, sorry, sir. Let me speak. Let me speak, sir. Let me speak. I heard you. You're going to hear me. If you think Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Sean Penn, or any of these characters who are Democrat did any good for you, I'm not, I'm not talking about you per se, sir. I'm talking about anybody who's listening. I'll say it again. And this is as nice as I could say. You are a damn fool. You are enslaved mentally. And we need to get real about this. Hillary and Bill Clinton, who are Democrats, devastated Haiti. And I cannot emphasize that enough. Barack Obama deported a lot of Haitians. People want to talk about immigrants with me. People want to talk about the LGBT community with me. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about members of the LGBT community. And you could check out Ursula Dunton's site who has gone into Haiti to rape and molest young Haitian boys and young Haitian girls. And you want to talk to me about LGBT as if you're giving them a pass and that's something that because you're LGBT, we're not going to scrutinize you? Because you're a Democrat, we're not going to pull you? We're not going to lift the veil in terms of what you're doing to us and hurting us? And even if you're Republican or independent or in the Green Party, if you're doing dastardly deeds to our people, we need to call you on it. But if you think all Democrats are nice to us, all Democrats will not do harm to us, members of the LGBT community will not harm us, are nice, or members of the Independent or Green Party are cool with us, then you got another thought coming. We need to re-look at our politicians and look at the policies that they're implementing and how these policies have an impact on us. So, I, again, for the listening audience, I am strictly about the people. Whether I'm a Democrat, whether I'm a Republican, whether I'm an Independent, or whether I'm the Green Party, I am strictly about the people. So let's be clear about this. And this is where my passion is coming from. When other people speak, Democrats, people don't tell Democrats tone down their passion. People don't. People should be, brother, I love your passion. We need more people like you. Because Dessaline was passionate. Toussaint was passionate. Fatima was passionate. Bookman was passionate. Toya was passionate. I mean, this is why we are in the situation that we were in. Because we don't understand. Instead of having a systems analysis, many of us, some of you that are calling in, have a paralysis of analysis. We need to be clear in terms of, we, look, globally, people of African descent are in trouble. And we need to get out of this democratic, liberal, um, um, policy philosophy as if they're doing us any good, and they're actually not. We need to call them and, and, and lift the veil on them. We need to lift the veil on Republicans too. I have no problems with that. 
Same thing with the Green Party, same thing with the um, Independent Party, and same thing with members of the LGBT party. All right. Can so you let me ask you people who are doing vastly deeds on our community. Can you tell us a little and bit I'm about sure, the down of, of your sure, district? Say that again. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the demographic breakdowns of your district? Uh, um, do you have uh, a representation of Haitian Americans or West Indian Americans? Uh, what do the demographics look? There's no such thing as West Indian Americans. So that's number one. We have a strong Caribbean population in the South Bronx. The Caribbean population in the South Bronx or African Caribbean population in the South Bronx, the majority are from Puerto Rico. So we have Puerto Ricans, a lot of Puerto Ricans in the South Bronx, a lot of, um, I'm not going to say Hispanic, but a lot of Latinos in the South Bronx. So they possibly make up anywhere from 75 to 80 percent. And the rest are what we call, um, what people out there call African American or what others may call Americanized Africans um, living in the South Bronx. And so that's the um, composition okay. in terms of population. All right, so let me um, uh, call in 612. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry you hung up. Um, hopefully we did want to give you uh, something to say again, so maybe you will call back in. Let me ask you this, uh, two questions, uh, Patrick Delis, two questions. Uh, first question is, um, there are several other parties to run in in New York when one doesn't want to, is not embraced or wants to actually challenge the Democratic Party machine. And those parties include the Liberal Party, the Green Party, um, and I think there's something called the Independence Party. Do you want to explain why you picked specifically the Republican Party? Well, the Green Party, Independence Party, and by the way, the Independence Party in the Bronx um, was getting ready to endorse me, um, but there was um, some level of friction within that party, um, so they somewhat disbanded in the Bronx. Um, the situation is that there's not a lot of independence um, in my district. There's not a lot of green in my district. So... Uh, there's a whole lot of Democrats and there's a whole uh, there's Republicans as well. So okay. Again, so, the ballot, so after, you, you after show, the Democrats, after the Democrats, of, yeah. after the Democrats, the Republicans are the second largest uh, party with the second largest group of constituents in your district. Is that why you made this decision? In, in, in the South Bronx, yes. So okay. in other words, to be on the ballot, um, the only way I could be on the ballot is either get signatures from the Democratic Party, and you need a certain amount of signatures, or you get signatures for the Republican Party. Uh, with the other parties, uh, the signatures would not add up. Okay. So, um, and need, needless to say, the Democratic Party is in, it has endorsed the incumbent, who is a Democrat, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Um, now, in terms of you, you were asking the caller in a moment ago whether they saw you really embrace Republican policies, um, but you specifically mentioned lowering crime in your district. And for better or for worse, that is a measure associated 
with the Republican Party, or actually even, you know, truth be told, the uh, the the right wing, the DNC, you know, wing of the of the Democrats as well. Um, and and it is often associated with the prison industrial complex and mass incarceration, which of course disproportionately affects uh, black men. So um, how do you reconcile the two? Obviously, if there's high crime, something has to be done about that. But how do you reconcile that? And of course, your track record as an activist, um, you know, calling for you know the lowering of crime, and and um, and 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 not veering into the excesses of mass incarceration. And specifically, what do you advocate to lower crime in your district? Sure, uh, Alice. It's a simple um, solution. In terms of nobody in their right mind. Nobody in their right mind wants crime in their neighborhood. Nobody in their right mind wants child molesters molesting children in their neighborhood. Nobody in their right mind wants someone stabbing and killing pregnant women. Nobody in their right mind wants violent crimes in their neighborhood. And I think that's something everybody could agree with, right? So we understand that. Other issues is that in terms of mass incarceration, we have a situation where President Bill Clinton, when he was president of the United States, implemented certain policies that augmented black men and women being incarcerated. A lot of these individuals, the great majority of them, were not incarcerated for violent crimes. Right? They were incarcerated for possibly having um, weed or selling pot or things of that nature in which people now are making billions of dollars off of because in certain states it's legal. So this is what we're talking about. So when we look at mass incarceration, absolutely, definitely, there must be reforms. And we have to provide neighborhoods like the South Bronx with the necessary resources to avoid violent crimes in our neighborhood. And there's a lack of resources, right? Whether it's job training, whether it's equal access and affordability to education, whether it's um, mentorship programs, internship programs, whether it's um, global study programs, right, to give children of the South Bronx alternative to see a different world than the world that they're seeing in the South Bronx to expand their horizon. So there needs to be other measures that could take place that could reduce crime, and particularly violent crimes in our neighborhood. Again, I don't think there's no one in their right mind no one in their right mind want violent crime living next door to them. And I don't care who you are. So we need to deal with it accordingly in terms of reducing violent crime. We need to inject more education, education opportunities. We need to inject more employment opportunities. We need to inject more uh, activities for growth and development for our youth in these communities, and we need to provide them with different alternatives. 
and get other people involved in helping save, in terms of helping to save our neighborhood. So there's a lot of measures that we could take in order to A, reduce crime and to reduce mass incarceration. I'm not about locking people up for the sake of locking people up. But what I am about is that you're not going to have violent crime in my neighborhood. No one wants violent crime in their neighborhood. Nobody, male or female, want a serial rapist living next door to them. Nobody, male or female, wants a child molester living next door to them. Nobody, male or female, wants a mass murderer living next to them. So, I mean, let's let's be real about this. Mm-hmm. All right. Legacy of 1804, we're speaking to Papi Delis, who is a candidate uh, running on the Republican line for the New York City Council District 17, which is the South Bronx, where he uh, went to high school and now resides. And uh, he was here to join us for an hour. It's we're we're coming up on that hour. So if there's any more questions, if caller in 612 wants to call back, please do so immediately. Anyone who's already listening, if you have a question, please raise your hand now uh, because we are going to start wrapping up our conversation with the candidate. Um, so candidate Delise, uh, while we wait for whatever other uh, questions to, to, to pour in, well, actually, to, to trickle in, or if uh, caller 813 wants to w- weigh in again. But, Candidate Delise, do tell us when the election is and uh, what, again, you said that you expect that the Haitian community should support you um, as a candidate, and you, it, and you said that you would take con- contributions at votefor.papidelises.com. Um, what else, uh, what support are you looking for from from the community and from the listeners of um, Legacy of 1804? Well, I'm looking for the community. And this guy says I'm not, I'm too passionate. Well, the problem is a, a lot of us are not passionate enough, right? We need to change this miserable condition that we find ourselves in. Whether it's in the South Bronx, whether it's Brooklyn, whether it's in Manhattan, whether it's in Haiti, whether it's in Africa, we need, with all the education many of us have, working for other folks is not freedom. That doesn't do it for me. We need to change our condition. And the support that I'm asking the Haitian community, my community, is A, find it in your heart to make a contribution to my campaign. And you could do so at www.votefortrickdelisas.com. B, open your minds and hearts. Don't look at party affiliation. Look at the person's background, what that person has done for you and your community. And I, I guarantee, you look at my background, you look at my experience, you read some of my writings, you listen to some of my lectures. <laughs> I'm not what you think I am because of a particular party affiliation. So we need to think strategically. We need to have a systems analysis. Um, It's sad too many of us have a paralysis of analysis, and we need to be more passionate about changing the circumstances in our communities 
and changing the living conditions in Haiti. There's too many of us that are educated, too many of us getting all types of awards, as if, as if that's going to do something for our people. It takes more than personal accolades and, and, and professional achievement. we got to dig deep down inside to change the nasty, miserable, deplorable conditions in our neighborhood, whether it's here in the United States, whether it's in the Caribbean or Latin America, whether it's in Africa or various parts of Europe. We need to wake up and understand that politics is about what it's about doing whatever it is that's in our best interest. And this is the lesson that I have learned from the leaders of the Haitian Revolution. They did whatever was necessary to free us, what was whatever was necessary that was in our best interest. And we're not doing it now. Because someone happens not to run under the Democratic Party, you're not going to support me. But you'll support Bill and Hillary Clinton, who devastated Hillary, who devastated Haiti. You support Barack Obama, who shipped a lot of Haitians back. But you'll support Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, who created these draconian laws that incarcerate many brothers and sisters, that destabilize the black family in the United States, you'll support them because they're a Democrat, but you won't support Pat Delises, who went to the refugees camp in Western Sahara and helped the people there, who went to the poorest neighborhoods in the Dominican Republic to help the Dominican and Haitian brothers and sisters out there. You won't support Patrick DeLisis, because Pat DeLisis is running as a Republican. And you don't understand history. You don't understand politics. You must revisit Malcolm X, the ballot or the bullet. You must revisit books on the Haitian Revolution, in which a lot of other folks are writing about, just like they write about Haitian voodoo. Right? We need to revisit what's in our best interest. And we're not doing what's in our best interest, Alan. But I am doing what's in the best interest of our people. I don't care if I'm a Republican. I don't care if I'm a Democrat. I don't care if I'm an independent. I don't care if I'm green. But one thing I tell you, I'm black, and I'm about black people worldwide. Period. And no one could take that away from me. So if you don't want to support me because of this, then don't support me, and, and don't support me at your peril. But when I get elected, those Haitian callers that say they won't support me or I'm overly passionate, they'll be the first one asking me for favors, calling me telling me their cousin might get deported, calling me or telling me they might need a job, calling me or telling me or asking me for, for help. They'll be the first ones coming to me. So we need to be smart about this. We need to have strategies in place. We need to have a systems analysis, not a paralysis of analysis. Vote for Patrick DeLises. Look at my contributions to the Haitian community. 
Look at my past history and my contribution to the global African community. My record is impeccable when it comes to the passion and love that I have for my people. I risk my life for my people. I risk my career for my people. Other politicians have not done so, whether they're Democrat, Republican, Independent, or Green. So we need to understand this. Patrick DeLisis is a different type of guy. Patrick DeLisis is a different type of politician because Patrick DeLisis, unlike everybody else, stands for you. All right, Legacy of 1804, you still have to tell us the date of the election, and and then why don't you also tack on what you believe your chance, based on the work you've done already, what your chances of winning are. My, my, the general election is November 7th. So if okay. you live in the South Bronx, mm -hmm. if you know people in the South Bronx, tell them go to the ballot and vote for Patrick DeLisis on November 7th. So that's the date of the election. And you asked another question, Alice? Uh, what was the other question? Uh, based on the work you've already done, based on what you believe know to be the dynamics in your district, what um, and based on the response you're getting from constituents sure. or potential constituents, what do you think your chances are of uh, of winning on November 7th? Alice, I am a winner already. Point blank. I am a winner already. Whether it's November 7th or beyond November 7th, I am a winner already because I have clarity about what direction I need to take. I have clarity about the direction my people need to take. So I am a winner because of my analysis. I am a winner because of the love that I have for my people. I am a winner because I understand to the fullest extent, like the leaders of the Haitian Revolution, the games that these other folks play on us. I understand it. Whether it's at the corporate level, whether it's at the academic level, or whether it's at the political level, or whether it's at the cultural level. I understand, like Bookman, like McIndale, Toussaint, Toya, Dessaline, Christoph, and all the others. Fatima, I understand like those great brothers and sisters, the game, the scam that's being run on our brothers and sisters now. But the sad thing, Alice, and the heartache for me is that many of our brothers and sisters don't understand the game that's being played on us. And, and that's the sad thing. And, and that hurts me so much. So I hope people could open their eyes um, Listen clearly to the words that I have just expressed in Alice Backer's Legacy of 1804, which is a great show, which is a very informative show, and really take these lessons and go out there and do their research. Because for heaven's sake, what really, folks, what has the Democratic Party done for us lately? Right? And equally as important, what has the Republican party done for us, or any other party for that matter. We need to be real about this. Has the Republican Party, has the Democratic Party, has the Green Party, Independence Party moved black folks out of poverty? 
whether it's here in the United States or in other parts of the world? Have they done that? Or have they allowed people from China to go into Nigeria or Haiti and give us plastic rice and get away with it? Or have they allowed people who engage in all types of perverted activities to go to Haiti under the, to go to Haiti and adopt kids against the wishes and will of their parents or guardian, to do all types of dastardly deeds. Are those people who are doing that, are they Republicans? Are they Democrats? Are they green? Or are they white? Or all of the above? So we need to be clear about this. And it's just unfortunate, Alice, and this is so painful and hurtful for me, that many of our people are not clear about this. So because of my clarity, because I know who I am, and I know what I need to do in my life for my people, I am a winner already, no matter what happens on and after November 7th. I am a winner already. I am a winner already. We love that response. Thank you so much, Patrick Delis, for joining us. Uh, you had an Thank hour you, to give us, and I think we made the most of this hour. I don't know if caller in 813 has any follow-up questions. Caller in 813, unfortunately, caller in 612 did not call back. Um, caller in 813, Hugues frequent co-host of uh, Legacy of h 4 Haiti News and Blog Review. If you have any follow-ups, now is your chance. I'm, I'm um, curious as to uh, the awareness of uh, the uh, the constituent district to the awareness of um, candidate Delix's inspiration, the heroes that inspire uh, him. Uh, do are other people there aware of of, of these uh, inspiring, towering figures? Um, how do you intend to use that inspiration to make the connection and and and, and convey that passion so it works in your favor? Which and and, and let me just let me just interject here and say that a, a reverse that question is basically how how much of your constituency in the South Bronx is Haitian? Um, there's not a lot of um, Haitians in the South Bronx compared to say um, Brooklyn, um, but there are Haitians um, in the South Bronx, um, but not um, a lot. Um, nevertheless, um, the caller, that, that's been the most, that's the best question yet. And my thing is to bring as much clarity, as much awareness to our people. It's one thing to have analysis, critical analysis or systems analysis, in which I definitely have, right? The analysis without activism or analysis without action is, is, is fruitless. So you need that type of balance. You need analysis and you need action. You need analysis, you need activism. You need scholarship and you need service. So you need both components in order to empower 
your people by making them aware and by injecting um, different opportunities um, that are being presented to them. There's not one politician out there, Democrat or Republican, Independent or Green, who has yet to talk about the contracts that are not being given to vendors of color. I'm the first to mention it. I'm the first to mention it, right? And you got people out there worried about, am I a Democrat or Republican? And because I'm a Republican, they're not dealing with me, even though I'm dealing with the issues. And other people are not dealing with the issues. They're skirting around it. So for me, it's to bring more awareness. For me, it's to monitor in many different ways or whatever way it's possible what are young, what are youth are seeing or listening to on the TV and on the radio, right? Is it Republican conservatives that are putting um, love and hip-hop out there for these kids to watch and imitate? Or is it Democrat liberals and members of the LGBT community who's putting that type of garbage, injecting the psychology of our kids with this type of garbage day in and day out with the music and with love and hip-hop, love and basketball, Atlanta Housewives. Um, what's the thing on Fox 5? Um, 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 whatever that, uh, I forgot the name of it, but, the, <laughs> but Fox 5 has a show, and, and these kids, um, they watch it, and they watch these videos, and they want to imitate this. It's, for me, it's more than just um, taking a knee, right? It's more than just taking a knee. You have people, entertainers and athletes, who are financially well off, and it's more than taking a knee. It's going back to the community and building that community and providing the necessary resources to that community. Anybody could take a knee. Anybody could raise a fist, right? Um, anybody could say black lives matter. But it's a different thing when you actually go to the community and you risk your life trying to make your people aware and trying to empower your community. These athletes, these entertainers, these singers, these so-called cultural icons, they could inject a lot of their capital into our community in order to empower our community. We didn't have to wait for Donald Trump to go to Puerto Rico. Look at all these Puerto Rican entertainers, all these Puerto Rican corporate leaders. We didn't need Donald Trump. With that type of attitude, we didn't... We could do these things ourselves only if we pull together, pull together our resources. And the same thing goes to Haiti and the situation in Haiti and all the successful Haitians out here in the United States. Because there's a lot of successful Haitians out here in the United States getting all types of awards at all types of galas, right? Drinking the best type of champagne and wine and steak, but yet Haiti, like the rest 
of the global black community is in bad shape. So we need to make the necessary sacrifices and say, you know, whatever it is that I achieve, I achieve it for a reason. I achieve it because of the Haitian, the Haitian Revolution made it possible for me to achieve it. So let me use whatever education I have, let me use whatever resources that I have, financially and otherwise, and let me inject that back into our community to make our community stronger. Let me call out record executives. Let me call out movie producers and directors who put these types of filth out there. Oh, Empire, that's the name of it, Channel 5 Empire. And these young kids, they watch that and they want to be like that. Right? They see the violence in Empire. They see black women acting ridiculously in love and hip-hop and, and um, Atlanta Housewives and all these other shows. They see black men acting ridiculously in these shows and violently towards our women. So they have no problems when a pregnant woman is on the train in the South Bronx to stab them because this is what they see in the media. They allow this, right? While they allow this, the media doesn't allow Pat Delisis to be on their show to comment about these things unless you got heart like Alice Becker, right? But everybody else shuns away from it because they don't want someone like me who not only speaks truth to power, I speak truth to empower. All right, thank you very much, Patrick Delis. Uh, we do have caller in 612 who called thank back. Uh, Hopefully, uh, caller in 612, you get uh, one last shot to interact with the candidate. Go ahead. Hello? Yes. Yes. Uh, having carefully heard Mr. Patrick Delis, uh, I came to the understanding that the, the, the political culture in the Bronx is uh, fundamentally different from what we have in Minnesota. So I understand that strategically he had to uh, embrace a party. So uh, because of that, uh, I apologize for the misunderstanding and I am uh, ready to tell you that I, you know, I can't vote for you. I live in Minnesota. However, I will make a financial contribution to your campaign. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but and, also, and, let and me go back to... No need, no need to apologize, because this is, this is about love. We, our community and our people were messy because of certain things that happened to us in the past and that's still happening to us now. We are messy, right? So I understand the misunderstanding, but this, brother, no need to apologize. I got nothing but love for you. I have someone in Philadelphia who contributed more than anybody contributed to me in my own district and in New York City. In Philadelphia. And the person got on the phone because I was on a radio show and the person is crying and saying they never heard someone like that since she was a teenager listening to Malcolm X. That almost brought tears to my eyes. 
because there's no one out there protecting us. There's no one out there protecting black children. There's no one out there protecting black women. There's no one out there protecting the people of Haiti. You're going to go to Haiti and give Haitians plastic rice after Bill Clinton destroyed the rice industry in Haiti? This is, you know? where are all the Haitians? Why are you we know? not doing something substantial about this? Yes, I'm still there. Uh, yeah, you know, we also need to be well informed about the situation in Haiti. Haitian rice really took a beating in 1982 when yes, President, yes, yes. you know, we started the trend with the Caribbean economic uh, yes, basin yes, yes. act you know and also as to the mass incarceration president yes. nixon started it with his war on drug in 1971 then yes. in 1984 the sentencing reform act took it to a new level then yes, yes. you know it doubled down again in 1986 with the anti-drug abuse act then Clinton also, you know, took it to another level in 1995. Yes. So we understand a lot of those uh, issues. But as yes. I told you uh, again, yes. I, you know, if you were here in Minnesota, you said you are a, a, a Republican. It would have been, it would, you know, I would have seen it under a very different light, <laughs> you know, because yes. the, the political culture here is different. But I understand the intricacy of how things go in New York. So as I told you, I encourage everyone to support your uh, agenda. I realize the strategy behind it. And as I told you, I will go and make a contribution, a financial contribution to your campaign. So that's all and, I have uh, to the, say the for tonight. Thank and you Alice, so much. Yes. Yeah. And I need to tell you that, you know, I am a frequent uh, listener to your program here in Minnesota. And I also always invite friends to listen. But tonight I decided to uh, call when I heard the word Haitian Republican, you know. <laughs> and, yes. But then, you know, he helped me understood what it was in terms of strategy. So then I invite everyone to support uh, Patrick Delis unequivocally. And I would even challenge every Haitian who can to make a minimum contribution of $100. If you can't make Thank it you. $100, that's okay, but I would challenge every Haitian who can to make a minimum contribution of $100, and I will do just that. All right. So well, there's, so there's no better note. There is no better note to end the show because it's perfect. We cleared up some misunderstandings. Uh, we got, uh, we, you know, we get a meeting of the minds. This is great. Um, so again, the website is voteforpatrickdelis.com, www.voteforpatrickdelis.com. The election is November 7th. And of course, the candidate who uh, the candidate is asking for those uh, living in the South Bronx to, of course, vote for him in that city council race, but also those living elsewhere who uh, heard something they liked to uh, make a donation at votefor.patrickdelis.com. On that note, 
Uh, we are going to part for tonight and we will be back next Friday. We will be talking next Friday about Wikipedia and uh, the multicultural gap on Wikipedia. That's what we'll, we'll be talking about. And um, again, um, we will be closing with a little bit of music. Bouillon Amboise, One Notre And uh, thank you, Patrick Delis, for joining us. Thank you, caller in 813. Thank you, caller in Minnesota. It's always thank amazing you. to hear from new callers. Uh, he's an old listener, but, in, but the first time caller. I'm glad he called in. I'm glad he got his, his questions answered. And uh, of course, yeah, it's going to raise an eyebrow when, um, you know, when anyone, well, actually, there's tons of Haitian Republicans in Florida. So, uh, but yes, uh, depending <laughs> on where you live, that, 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 may, raise, uh, that may raise an eyebrow. Um, and of course, people, you know, given the Trump administration and its track record, it makes perfect sense for people to have questions about that. But of course, what we ask is that you have the same questions when people run as Democrats, because we also know the, the track record of the Democratic Party establishment in Haiti. So there we go. Uh, I don't know if you have one last uh, one last word before we part, uh, Patrick Delis. No, uh, I want to thank you um, for putting forward Legacy of 1804 There's no radio show like this. It's very informative. Um, you're the best, Alice, in terms of what you do, and we need more people like you and together, right? With unity, there's strength. So this is a shout-out and a call for all Haitians out there, whether you're at home or abroad, listening to Alice Backer's 1804. We need to stop the foolishness and back each other up. Whether we live in the United States or whether we live in Haiti, we need to do better, in particular those of us that have the financial resources and those of us who are well-educated. We need to go back to Haiti and empower the people of Haiti. We need to build the first black republic. We need to rebuild, sorry, the first black republic. So we need to stand together because other individuals that we trust, right, we may not trust Nixon. We may not have trusted Reagan. So we probably expected for them to do these things. But you know what? We trusted Bill and Hillary Clinton. And they did just as bad as Richard Nixon, just as bad as Ronald Reagan, We trusted those folks, just like we trusted Barack Obama. So let us be clear in terms of what we need to do as a people in order to empower ourselves and our country. Thank you so much, Alice, and to all the Haitians out there, merci beaucoup, and I love all of y'all. But we need to really all get right. our heads together, and we really need to engage and rebuild and empower the people of Haiti and engage and rebuild and empower the people in our communities. Thank you so much. All right. Legacy of 1804 signing out. That was candidate Patrick Delis. New York City Council District 17 is the district whose seat, which seat he is seeking in the South Bronx. Signing out with One Notre Dame by Bouillon Bois and the Blues and Red Band. See you next Friday evening and uh, stay tuned to our social media to find out the exact time for next Friday. It will likely also be 10 p.m. 
signing out. Thank you.